Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 90, time the game. Saturday morning, all-star Saturday morning here. Show without an open. Most shows have it open up for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but... So I, all Eric Slaughter does is pull like some classic rock like Fleetwood Mac or something and he just say go. <laughs> Which is fine, by the way. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't have it open. Uh, we have a couple of hours to talk to you today at 404 As mentioned, it is NBA All-Star Saturday. We're going to get into discussion about the Hawks here at the break that we got to have. I'm just telling you, we got to have this talk, okay? You and I, and I'm, I'm going to kind of put you a little bit on the hot seat. I, I, I say this when I, when, I, when I mean this when I say this, is it's time to make some decisions about the team, okay? I'll tell you what one offer is, and I'll tell you that my answer to this offer is, oh, hell no, 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 no. But you might like the offer. I don't know. We'll get into that, and we'll see how things work here. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, obviously, it is the NBA All Star Weekend. Last night was the uh, the what the Rising Star game and the and the Celebrity game and all that. And then, of course, tonight is the the big All Star Saturday night. We used to live with this. Oh man, this was the greatest night. All Star Saturday in the mid eighties, mid to late eighties. Oh, wow, it was gig- it was gigantic. Eric Slaughter's back at the mothership. John Fricky with you. Eric, what is up? Oh, man, not too much. It's a uh, cool, gray Saturday, and I'll be hitting up your way when I leave here, hitting up to uh, Lake Point at Emerson. Hopefully, maybe the temperature rises just a little bit. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a chilly day. You're, you're, you're umpiring today, is that it? Yeah, big Georgia dugout yeah. club uh, baseball tournament to start the year. Yeah, well, enjoy. You know, it's a great point, uh, great place at Lake Point. Uh, the... Um, now that they have, you know, they have a varsity up there now, right? Oh yeah, did they add varsity to the little uh, restaurant yeah, row right yeah, there? Yeah. What do you have? Yeah, what do you yeah. have? Okay. Yeah, I know it's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I, I, it's hoping, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of because the wife is like, oh, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go, you know, because but we 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 have this like debate here because you know she doesn't she doesn't like onion rings. I'm like, I, that's the whole point of varsity. Some people say the point of varsity is orange. Uh, okay, that's fine. I don't really care for orange. So I get it. She doesn't care for onion rings. I get it. My whole point of varsity is onion rings. <laughs> we all have our... Hey, listen, whatever works for you. Uh, we have an, a college basketball doubleheader today, which is why I'm only going to 1245 with you. It'll be Texas and Houston, followed by Marquette and UConn. 
and uh, we'll get you into both of those games at 1245. All right, between now and then, we have NBA All-Star Weekend going on in Indianapolis. Uh, Eric Slaughter, the uh, – I didn't – I, I got I to gotta fess, I don't really care – I couldn't care less about the celebrity game, uh, and um, I don't care about the, the Rising Stars game so much. Uh, I'll watch a little bit tonight. Actually, tonight's the only night I really watch because I don't care about the All Star game itself. I'm like, eh. Yep, we are on the same boat. Same boat. I I can watch the highlights on any um you know networks recap and be just as happy. That's all. It's fine. I'll see the last round of the three point shootout. We'll see the last couple dunks of the champion. And oh, really? He won it. Great. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah, and so I'll, I'll, I'll again. I'll watch a little bit tonight, uh, tomorrow for the All Star Game itself. Okay, look, if, if you're, and I'm not demeaning anything. I just don't really care for All Star games. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I don't really even so much watch the baseball All Star game anymore. I just All Star games are not my thing. Okay, that's all. It's not a, it, uh, anything against the NBA. I don't like. I don't watch the Senior Bowl. I don't watch. Do they even play the Blue Gray game or the East West game or the Hula? I I don't know. I just don't watch – all-star games are not my thing. They never were. It's like award shows, like the Academy Awards or the Emmys, or, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Tonys, the, the whatevers, right? I, I don't watch the Golden Globes. I don't watch award shows. I, they, they're just not my thing. Though I did finish season one of The Tourists last night. <laughs> it's a little bit wicked. It's a little like Fargo. It's actually pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as Fargo, but it's it was pretty good. Kind of looking forward to season two. Uh, so anyway, we get into the uh, the break here, and we are going to talk to you about the Atlanta Hawks at four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. We'll do that first, and we're going to ask you the question of you know if you own the team, what would you do now? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna find out what you would do with this team. So we'll start with that, and then at noon today. In the final 45 minutes, we're going to play some all-star game trivia. Now, I had eight questions. I'm going to cancel one of those questions right now, and I'm going to ask Eric Slaughter. And the reason I'm going to cancel it from the – so I'll only have seven – is because it's the hardest question by far. And Eric, uh, when I was telling him before the show, Eric said, oh, it's up my alley. I've got this. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see. Because I was debating whether or not to even ask this one because it's, again, Eric, it is by far the hardest question, okay? I mean, you have to be deep dive into basketball to get this. Uh, So are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Okay. Again, so that you're not freaked out when we get to noon and you play trivia for nothing, it's what it's called because you win. Well, there are two prizes. There's nothing and there's nothing and you'll like it. Okay, those are the two prizes. But you got to know basketball. It's just a little NBA. We'll have some fun. All right, so this is this question was so hard that I said, all right, you have to be like a real basketball expert to know this answer. And, again, I don't want to freak you out because the other questions are easier than this. Here we go. Here's the question. <clears throat> Rising Stars game was last night, correct, Eric? If you say so, but, yeah, I believe it was. Okay, so the Rising the Stars game was last, last night. night. Okay, if you say the Rising Stars yeah. was, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, Okay. Uh, and in the Rising Star game, there's always an MVP, all right, and most valuable player. Uh, who is the oldest at age 25? Who was the oldest to win the Rising Star MVP? Well, the game is relatively young, so it would be in the last 15 to 20 years. And you're talking about someone who probably played all four years in college. I'm going to say maybe Tyler Hansborough, maybe. I don't know. 
No, I mean, that's a good guess. I mean, like I say, it's by far the hardest one. But the answer is actually Bogey. Oh, really? Well, it came over from overseas. Bogdan yeah. Bogdanovich. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, and and yeah, local touch. Okay, there you go. Well, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, they, so, so is that, but again, don't don't freak out if you're going to be here at noon and you want to play a little trivia. That one is like, okay, that's like three levels up <laughs> from the rest of them. You have to know basketball, but right. that was like three levels up. Yeah, okay? well, you know. That yeah, was, that, that was that very, really hard. Yeah. That's why That's why I was saying, ah, I'm not even going to ask it. And then you said before the show, you said, oh, this will be up my alley. I'm a basketball guy. Okay, let's see if you can hit the hardest one. And, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm just trying to say that I wouldn't have gotten it either if you had asked me. It's no. just, I'd be like, I no. don't know. And, and I Who picked, the hell knows? I picked hands like said he played four years in college, and I figured because the right, no, it, it used was, to be you know, year one guys versus year two guys. And right. usually the year two guys, the, the, the sophomores always beat the rookies. And a year two guy will win MVP, so to Hinesboro could have been about that age. So that was my best guess. <laughs> no, it was a pretty good guess. I, and, again, I'm all with you. All right, so what do we got going on this weekend? I'm going to be here with you Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's not a, a promise. That's a threat. And then I will tell you what we're going to be talking about. We're going to have a theme each day. Today the theme is going to be, because it is All-Star Saturday, the Atlanta Hawks. Tomorrow uh, I will be here. The theme will be the Falcons. Uh, because of all the news that's kind of circulating and percolating around the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL and yada, 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 right? So, And then Monday, we're going to do a big show, uh, 10 to 2 tomorrow with the Falcons as the theme, and Monday, uh, 10 to 2 with the Braves as the theme on Monday from 10 to 2. So uh, we'll have a theme each day. Uh, today is All-Star Saturday. Uh, 8 p.m. tonight is All-Star Saturday night. You'll have the Skills Challenge. There are three separate teams. There's a Pacers team that's got like – uh, Tyrese Halliburton and a couple other Pacers on it. There's a, a team top picks that's got Ant-Man and, uh, and Wimby on it. And then there's a team all-stars for the skills challenge. And Trey is involved in the team all-stars. So Trey's in the skills challenge. You'll have the, uh, the three-pointer, which is eight players. And Trey's in that too, along with guys like Dame and Spida and Cat and others. Then you're going to have the slam dunk. And you're also going to have something called the, uh, the three-point challenge. Between Steph and Sabrina. Are you aware of this thing they're doing, the Steph-Sabrina thing? No, I'm the not. The Sky Gal thing? No. Tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so Sabrina Lenescu, who's a uh, WNBA star, and Steph are going to square off in a three-point challenge. This is a way to get the WNBA into the All-Star weekend, just the two of them. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, this might have some interest to some people, which is fine. I, if you're interested, you're interested. Uh, personally, I really don't care. But what's the interest level, and this is no offense to Sabrina Lenescu, What's the interest level if they do this next year, right? With and K- it's Caitlin Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody be tuning in. They, they should have just fly her in and say, "Yeah, we got a special interest tonight." Uh, Caitlin Clark, Iowa. She's <laughs> stepping in in place of uh, the you know, like they're doing boxing or wrestling. Like, yeah, uh, I, I, we had to pull somebody out. We got a special guest coming in. All right, so if they're going to do the mano a mano thing here with Caitlin Clark last year, you know, because everybody's you know uh, ooing and aahing over the the whole logo thing, I'm like, uh, let's put her against who's the best logo shooter, uh, three point shooter in the NBA? Well, it's Trey. I mean, he's got by far the most. Yeah, he, he has. He, he has shoots some more. Way I don't know more than Steph. He's the best of them, but he shoots some more. Oh no no no! He's got by far the most made. I mean, Steph's like third, and Trey's got way more logo shots than, than, than Steph does. So I think they should do a logo challenge. That's what it should be. It should be Caitlin Clark against Trey in a logo challenge. And then they just they take like they'll do like six shots each and you start you start like two feet behind the three point line, then you move two feet back and move two feet back and move two feet back. You know, it just feet back. 
<laughs> that might be fun. <laughs> you know, so I might watch that. The, 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 the Steph Sabrina thing, I don't care. All right, so to the slam dunk. Uh, how excited are you, uh, uh, Eric Slaughter, for the slam dunk tonight that has Jalen Brown? But it's got who, who, who else is in this thing? I know that is top is Toppins in this thing, right? Both aren't both, aren't in both of the Toppins in it. Obi, Magma, and his little brother aren't both of them in it. Jacob too. Uh, I don't know which Toppins. Yeah, bo- <laughs> both both Toppins are in this. Both both oh, Obi right, okay. the champ from a couple years ago and his brother. I believe both of them in it. And then Mac McClung, right? Who won it last year? See, this is the Mac McClung did this thing when he won it last year. He plays for like the Magic's G League team, and he's in it this year because he's defending champion. And it was a great story last year. Here's this G League guy winning it. This is why the stars don't. T- this is exactly why the stars don't do it. Because how much? I'm surprised Jalen Brown's doing it. Frankly, how much do you risk damaging your reputation if you lose the slam dunk to a G League guy? Okay. And who is, by the way, overwhelming favorite in Vegas to win it, uh, you know, again this year. Minus 280. He's minus 280 right now. And it's not, it's, okay, so Obi's not in it. Jacob is in it. So Obi's little brother. So they can be the first brothers to win the slam dunk contest, right? Because Gerald didn't do it for Dominique. <laughs> all right. All right. No, he didn't. All right. So he didn't. Uh, and speaking of Dominique and the slam dunk, I was only, uh, how lucky. Uh, this is just the good fortune of life. All right. This is just, I have been blessed. It was a good fortune in life for me. You know, doing what I do, you know, I started in 1979 and, uh, you know, went from WGST on Far Road to CNN and, and, and I got really fortunate and God blessed me and I have had a very lucky life. And so being in sports uh, and covering events, um, the first uh, NBA, matter of fact, I've only covered two NBA All-Star weekends. The first NBA All-Star weekend I get to cover is, same place as it is tonight, Indianapolis, 1985. And the NBA All-Star Saturday slam dunk in 1985 was the greatest slam dunk ever. And I was sitting with the photographers like on the floor because my photographer, you know, so we had to sit on the floor to watch this thing with, when Dominique beat Michael Jordan. I mean, oh, my God. I, you know, Dr. J. Yeah, the old Omni. Yes. No, uh, no, no, no. This is in Indianapolis. No, this is in Indianapolis. Where they are now. At okay. Marcus Square Arena. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same place as they are tonight. That's okay. why, you know, I kind of mentioned it here. So, but, but we were at the old Market Square Arena, that which doesn't exist anymore, sort of like <clears throat> the Omni doesn't exist. But we're at Market Square Arena for NBA Saturday night. It was the second slam dunk. And at that point, the slam dunk, that slam dunk itself, okay, made the event so popular that for a period of time after that event, for the period of three or four years when Michael Jordan was doing the foul line, jam, uh, you know, Air Jordan was blowing up and all that kind of stuff, for a period of three or four years after the 85 slam dunk title that Dominique won, it was probably next to the Super Bowl the most highly anticipated sporting event of the year. I, 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 I kid you not. The, the talk, the chatter, the lead-up, to Michael versus Dominique versus, you know, and the would win it. And, oh, my God, the 5-2 the guy won or whatever. I mean, he's like 5-4, uh, but you get the point. Uh, the, the chatter leading up to and the buildup and the tickets, you couldn't get the tickets. The slam dunk was the biggest thing. David Stern's flash of brilliance was to bring the slam dunk from the ABA to the NBA. And and it just elevated the NBA, and because look at the brand Air Jordan, right? The Air Jordan, the, the whole logo, 
That's from the slam dunk. Yep, yep. That's his. That's him gliding through the air with his legs spread. Yes, indeed. Wow, wow. Yep. Wow. It, that's what. That's the foul line, uh, slam dunk championship foul line dunk of, of Michael Jordan. That's the Air Jordan logo, and it was so incredibly popular. It it, it was off the hook, and uh, so no. And now look at it. With no offense, we've got G League guys. It's like, huh. I don't know. They tried guys jumping over cars. They tried wearing Superman capes. They tried blindfolded. Uh, it's all those the worked. Slime all those worked. Forty every guy, years old. Every guy who used that prop wanted. Every guy who did those those props I, uh, wanted. I don't know. You jump over an airplane that you clip an airplane, John Collins. You don't win it. But that's an, that's another story. That's okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. You don't remember the John Collins airplane thing? Okay. <laughs> anyway, point is, is uh, it's forty years old and it's and it's starting to show its age. Uh, did you hear about what happened to Tiger? No, no, no. What 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 happened to Jordan Spieth? Oh, you miss these stories. I got to I got to touch on this just real quick here. Next, and then we're going to launch into a discussion about what you would do if you own the Hawks. Next, with John Fricky on Sports Radio. 19- you and I are going to have a little Hawks discussion today. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be kind of ugly. What the hell song is this? You don't know Black Eric Sabbath? Slaughter. I know Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is... I didn't... I, I missed the open. Of course, I know this. Yes. Of course, for me, that's the Road very, Warriors very, entrance. Yeah, right. The very, very famous Ozzy Osbourne Black Sabbath song. Um, so a- anyway, um, I wasn't aware of the open. I, I've heard the song. I w- w- would say I've never seen Black Sabbath at concert and I never owned any of their songs. Not that I have, you know, not opposed to them. Just that wasn't a familiar one to me. Anyway, uh, so a- at least at the start, we got a lot going on this weekend. It is NBA all-star weekend. As you know, Brace spring training is underway again. I'm going to be here to 1245 today. we got a college basketball doubleheader, my uh, Texas Longhorns, Houston, uh, Cougars, Almost said Rockets. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, Marquette, uh, I almost said Warriors. What are they now? The, the Golden Eagles or some, some, uh, something like that? Anyway, it used to be the Warriors, but, you know, this is, you know we can't have Warriors. And then uh, UConn, uh, who I think are still the Huskies, but who knows? Maybe not. You can't have dogs or things. I, I have no idea. Uh, so we have that doubleheader. 10 to 2 tomorrow. 10 to 2 on Monday, and every day is going to have a theme. Today it's going to be the Hawks, and we're going to get into it about what you would do, because I want to hear from all of you, uh, all, and I'm talking about everybody, what you would do about this team. I have some thoughts. I want to know what you think, and we got to fix because we got to fix this. Because with this right now, this, this is no bueno, okay? It ain't no bueno. Then tomorrow the theme will be the Falcons. Monday, because there's so much going on with the Falcons, and Monday there's a lot going on with the Braves. Spring training is underway, and so we got to have a discussion about the Falcons tomorrow, have a big discussion about the Braves on Monday. Got to get this kind of all cleared out here as we get towards uh, uh, the opening day for baseball, get towards free agency for the NFL, uh, get towards the second half of the NBA season, and all that kind of stuff here. Uh, a couple other quick notes. Uh, best of luck to Sean Elliott. Uh, as you may have known, when Hugh and I were doing the morning show, uh, Coach uh, Elliott was on with us. At least, I want to say three years, three, three, maybe even four, as uh, you know, you join us on a weekly basis as head coach at Georgia State, and now has uh, left that position to go become the tight ends coach at South Carolina. And uh, just one quick thought about this: 
wait, Chip Kelly leaves head coach at UCLA to become the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Right, right, Eric? Sean Elliott leaves head coach at Georgia State to become the tight ends coach at South Carolina. The initial reaction is, and I understand I saw Connie mention this too, is nobody wants to be a head coach in, in this day and age. Between the transfer portal and the NIL, this thing is just so whack that nobody wants to be a head coach, yeah, right? Yeah, you ran off Nick Saban. Now you got mid-major coaches saying, no, I'd rather go be right. an assistant. I'd rather go be an assistant than deal with this drama. That's interesting. Yeah, I understand that. The difference between Sean Elliott and, and, and Chip Kelly is noticeable here. Sean, Kelly, uh, Sean Elliott goes from head coach at Georgia State to tight ends coach at South Carolina. Of course, he's you know, kind of it's an old home kind of moment for him. There's not really much a difference for money in those two positions. Okay, not really not much a difference in, in the money of those two positions. Chip Kelly gives up $4 million a year. Now, he's a really high-paid assistant as the OC at Ohio State. He's getting $2 million. But he was making six coach at UCLA. So I'm curious that Chip Kelly was looking at UCLA, looking at uh, who he had coming back because he lost, you know, his, his star quarterback, looking at moving into the Big Ten, looking at the schedule and going, oh, yeah, this team's going to go th- – this UCLA, oh, yeah, this team's going 3-9. and nine. They're, they're going 3-9. and nine. They are going to get worked. I did the best I could here, but this team is going to get worked on that schedule. I, I'd end up coaching a 3-9 and nine team and getting fired. So I'll jump while the jumping's good. And I think for Sean Elliott, it, it really wasn't that so much that because, you know, he's had some quite a bit of success at Georgia State. It's just there's an opportunity here to go to a, uh, an SEC school. And if you're looking at the two schools, Ohio State where Chip Kelly went, South Carolina where Shane Beamer went, did Ryan Day just hire his replacement in Chip Kelly? Did Shane Beamer just hire his replacement in Sean Elliott? Sean Elliott's a popular guy in South Carolina. They, they, they don't do no good this year. They're not blaming the tight end coach. But they would blame the head coach, and Sean Elliott would be right there going, hey, how about me being head coach? So it makes sense for both coaches to actually kind of make these moves if you're playing chess. That's all I'm saying. This isn't so much about you don't want to be a head coach. I think you're just playing a little bit of chess. That's kind of how I look at it. All right, Tiger and Spieth. So did you hear – do you know there's a lot of conspiracy theory going on around Tiger right now? Did, did you see all this, Eric, yesterday with him walking off the course? Yeah, they said he had flu-like symptoms and he was dehydrated and he went and got some IV and, uh, he, and he didn't return. Right. Had a headache and all right. those things, right? You know, he's human. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah, he's, he's under the weather here, you know, and that's which I think is all – that's all it is. That's all – but the conspiracy – because they had to bring an ambulance to the clubhouse and they got a stretcher out and, you know, everybody's going – but he walked out under his own power. I think, you know, so – He's fine, okay? He's going to be fine. There's something going around because Tiger said he was sick. Guess what? Jordan Spieth is in the news. Jordan, by the way, said afterwards, and this is a real tangential point. That's a big word for all of you in Ackworth. It means it's a point over here on the side that's related to but not really part of. Okay, anyway. uh, That he was sick too. So there may be a bug going around in the Genesis uh, Invitational, uh, and uh, Jordan got it, and but that's not the story about Jordan. Jordan finishes round, unfortunately for him, because he finishes his round and he signs his scorecard, and it turns out he signs an incorrect scorecard. And by the way, Jordan was up there. I mean, Jordan was contending for the weekend, but he's out. He, you know, he booted out. He's kicked out of the tournament, disqualified because he signed an incorrect scorecard. He put down on the par three fourth hole. He put down that he had a par. 
He had a three on the par three fourth, when in fact he had a four. So he put it down as a three instead of a four, signs the scorecard. They went, oh, that's the incorrect score in that hole. You are disqualified. You're kicked out of the tournament. Now, I understand fully that that's how this works, okay? For all you rules people out there, for all you it is a gentleman's game people out there, I get how this works. I also get that this is beyond stupid. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you know what, Eric? I, so I, I actually kind of quote tweeted this on my ex, right? And you know what I said? I what said, we should make college football coaches sign the scorecard at the end of the game. <laughs> Doing a handshake? <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. you, you got to sign the, the final scorecard, you know, like the final box score. Yeah. And, and then that way, if oh, you signed an incorrect scorecard, oh, this sucks to be you. Sorry, Kalen DeBoer. Yeah, I know you won the game 56 to nothing, but you put down you won the game 63. Uh-uh. Sorry, you're out. Wow. Yeah, you yeah. lose. Yeah, there'll be a lot of coaches. That, you forfeit. There'll be a lot of post-game press conferences that could not be aired. Right. Wait, you know why they don't do that? Does anybody want to? Yeah. Well, does anybody out there want to take a wild guess why they don't make coaches or managers sign the the, the box score or the scorecard? Right? Yeah. Oh, they have official scores. <laughs> That's right. You were right. They have official scores. <laughs> the PGA needs official scores. Okay. Somebody follows a group around. They they are the rules official and the official scorer. Okay. It's pretty simple. The rule. You got some dude with a with a notepad that he's walking around. And somebody with a hard copy, and, and at the end of the hole, they say the official score gives you credit for the score. You know, you don't have to sign your scorecard anymore. They keep score for you. What a novel idea. It's 2024. Maybe we... Genius, John. Maybe genius. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that The fact that the PGA Tour takes one of the five, probably currently, I would think, one of the five most popular players... On the tour at the moment, John Rahm has already left the tour. You've already had players like Brooks Kepka and John Rahm and those kind of star quality players leave your tour. And now you're in Los Angeles at one of your first big events of the year, and Jordan Spieth is contending, and you take him out for the weekend after Tiger gets sick, and so the weekend comes, and you don't have Tiger, and now you just kick Jordan Spieth out, and your TV ratings are going... <laughs> this is idiotic. I mean, it is literally idiotic that the PGA Tour would do something like this. Because there are a lot of Jordan Spieth fans. Um, I'm one of them. I happen to be a big Jordan Spieth fan. I would have been kind of interested if Jordan was challenging Cantlay to win the Genesis. I, I, I played golf. By the way, we all play golf with the dude, right? We all. If you, Pardon me for you non-golfers. All, all us golfers out here, we played with the dude whose best wood was his pencil. Right, you know, you you know what we're talking about? That's the dude the that you go. Okay, you went one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six. You know, uh, okay, you were on in six, and you two putt. That's an eight, uh, and you go. Uh, what did you have? Well, I I got five. a six. <laughs> mm, yeah, no. I don't remember that. You don't really have. Okay, and so we all play with that dude, right? This is one of the reasons I don't keep score. I I, I just I quit keeping score about twenty years ago because I don't need to keep score. Because if you, if you quit keeping score, it makes the game more fun. I only count birdies, pars, and bogeys. Okay, that's it. If, if it's over a bogey, it's just an X, and I just don't even bother with it. I finish the hole out, but I don't. It's just X. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to get as many birdies, pars, and bogeys as I can. If I can get 14 thir- birdies, pars, and bogeys, I, that's a great round for me, okay, and four Xs. 
that's got a, a great route. So that's what I try and do. How many birdies, pars, and bogeys can I get? And then the others are just X's. I just don't if I if I shake one into the woods or whatever you know or whatever. Okay, forget about it. I don't. So I don't even worry about the hole anymore. I, I spend the rest of the hole just practicing and working and trying to get my swing back for the next hole. So that but this whole thing about not. And then Jordan's out there apologizing on X. I, I you know I shouldn't have. To, this is the what. <laughs> now, Jordan, you shouldn't have to do this, all right? Uh, the PGA, the PGA Tour, you know, you got people that are drunk and so drunk in Phoenix that they're having to cut off alcohol sales, and yet I'm going, this is what the PGA Tour should be, <laughs> okay? Maybe a little bit taped down, but it should be. It should be rowdy. It should be guys jumping up and down and running down fairways and having fun. No, we have to make you sign your own scorecard, and if you make one simple mistake, you cannot play on our televised weekend because I don't care how big a star you are, this is a gentleman's... Oh, stop. My God. Just unbelievable to me. All right, ran over. (laughs) Official score. Uh, Official scores. Is the only... How hard is it? Okay. All right. My question to you, and let's have this talk here, you and me, all right? You own the Hawks, okay? You just bought them from Tony Russell for a dollar, all right? Forget about, and you're not changing the front office. It's Landry Fields, Kyle Korver, whatever, but you're the owner. You're changing, you're not changing the head coach, okay? You're changing the roster, okay? You're changing the roster. Or I guess you could change the front office and the right. I don't know. I guess you're the owner. I shouldn't limit it. You're, you're the owner. You can move the team. What do you do? 404-726-0929. I tell you what I do or not do next on uh, Sports Radio 92. Sports Radio 92, the game from the Northern Kia Studios on a Saturday morning. John Fricky with you at 404-726-0929. Again, today, tomorrow, 10 to 2. Today till 1245. Tomorrow, 10 to 2. Monday, 10 to 2, theme of every day. Today, the theme is going to be about the Atlanta Hawks. Tomorrow, the Falcons. Monday, the Braves. But that doesn't mean you can't talk about... I'm an all-inclusive sports talk show host, okay? You call up here and say, John, I disagree with you on Jordan Spieth, and this is why. That's fine if you want to. Uh, We can disagree. As long as we're not disagreeable, we can disagree. It's fine. If you disagree on the Jordan Spieth thing, we're going to just disagree. That's Okay. I'm going to have an opinion. You have an opinion. We just have different opinions. That's all. Uh, but I, I, the, the larger picture here between now and noon for the next hour and 20 minutes or so is going to be about the Atlanta Hawks. So here we are, and the question is, you own the Hawks. What do you do with this team here? You know, I, Because I was talking about it on X, and somebody re- replied to me, that you know they did the, the Denny Green thing, you know, they are who we thought they were, that kind of thing, and I'm like, if that's the case, then that's a big problem, <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. Here's a team that's currently above the play-in line in the East. Now, I, I don't know how you feel about tanking here. We'll get into that in a second here. But they're above the play-in line in the East. They're in the final play-in spot in 10th. However, they're also ninth overall in terms of the uh, positioning for ping-pong balls. They would be in uh, the number nine worst team in the NBA at 24 and 31. And it's not just 24 and 31. They lost at home by 28 to the Washington Wizards. The last taste of these guys we got was a 24-point home loss to the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, this is 
This border's are disgusting. And it's just really bad. And ping pong balls are in my head right now. I, so I, I don't know what to do about the team. I said that they had entered, uh, after the Washington loss, the zip code of blow it up. Uh, now I think you're, you're uh, pardon me, the area code of blow it up. Now I think you've entered the zip code of blow it up, or you're getting close to the city limits of blow it up. In other words, we're starting to get towards, we keep creeping towards blow it up. Because at this point, well, I'll tell you one, tra- I'll tell you one trade in just a moment that the NBA analyst of the Sporting News, which I thought was gone, but, but anyway, NBA analyst of the Sporting News pr- pr- proposed, and I want to show you the desperation here, Okay. Uh, uh, some some people here. 404-726-0929. We welcome uh, Will into the show. He's on with John. Hey, Will. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. So you said if we, if we bought the Hawks for a dollar, I'd turn around and sell them for $101. Easy 100 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, but really, seriously, to the team, what would you do? Um... Honestly, I don't follow the NBA as in depth to know really what piece would help us out. Um, but, you know, if we can't get that piece to help Trey out, I feel like in two years' time he won't be here. He's going to want a change of scenery and try to get something on a finger. No, I agree. And, and, and they haven't been able to do that. I agree, Will. And, you know, what's going to suck about that, Will, is he is going to go somewhere else. He is going to get a ring, and it's going to be, and it's going to be because they failed to get the right people around him, that that yep. that didn't get him the ring here. That's right. Appreciate it, Will. Thanks. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. To that point, the sporting news analyst that I was talking about, his name is Stephen No, and he has a trade here. I just I'll throw this out there. If you like this trade, you can explain to me why you like this trade. I, I looked at this trade and went, "Are you out of your Evan Levin stick in mind?" This is not anywhere in the realm of ex- acceptable to me. But you know, he may be a Lakers fan, so he says, "Trade to the Lakers, and in exchange, the Hawks would get <clears throat> ready." Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, Jared Vanderbilt. Jalen Hood Shafino and the Lakers' number one picks next year, 2024, 2029, and 2031. So three number ones, 2024, 2029, and 2031. Uh, Hachimura, Vincent, Vanderbilt, and Hood Shafino. And I looked at that and went, why don't we just give them away? I, what's the, what would be the point of this trade? That you know, you you hope that Jalen Hood Shafino becomes a player at some point in his career because he's he's going to College Park, right? You hope Gabe Vincent stays healthy. You hope Jared Vanderbilt isn't a bust. What, what's the point? Of, and and first round picks of twenty twenty nine to twenty thirty one that could be like n- n- no good, like number twenty six. No, I'm not doing that. Let's go to Kareem. Hey, Kareem, welcome to the show. John, what's going on, my brother? Hey, man, what up? What what would you do about this team at this point? John, if if I bought the team for a, a dollar, man, the first thing I'm doing is backing the Brinks truck up to Jerry West's house. And I'm saying, Jerry West, you have carte blanche to come to Atlanta, bring your team. I know you're getting older, Jerry. Put your successor in place. But, Jerry, you got carte blanche to build us a dynasty. 
Well, yeah, you got to figure something out, right? I mean, I guess you know, how old is Jerry anymore? Anymore, eighty-five. I mean, uh, yeah, he's a little. Too, there, that's a, that's a little got, much. He's still got one of his basketball <laughs> IQ, though. Put his, back, uh, put, his, put his basketball <laughs> IQ up against what we have. I feel like well, still that may be true. Babcock running things, you know what I mean? It still feels like Pete Babcock's in charge over there. I, yeah, I, well, I, all right. So, so it's fine. I mean, you're the owner, so again, there's no way to disagree with anybody here because you're the owner. So, I mean, I can't stop you from doing anything. Um, but so they, you, so your your point is Jerry West, or you're saying because I, I want to get this kind of clear here because you and you can stick with just it's got to be him, which is fine. But you're thinking maybe it's a the first thing you would do is blow up the front office. Yes, you got to because the front office has proven that you know what I mean we're stuck in the mud, man. We're not going anywhere. You got it. You have to bring in somebody like Jerry West who has has proven that you he can win. He will build a dynasty. He will build a or he will uh, build a, a, a culture. We will finally get the culture that everybody talks about nowadays. Again, I know he's old, right? But let him put his successor in place. But let him be the one to guide the ship. Let him be the one to guide I, the ship. Yeah, no, I, I Kareem, I, I totally get this. Yeah, no, 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 I totally get this. And, and, I, and I like to be transparent here, okay? Uh, and, and so sometimes it gets to be, this goes to the whole, you know, when Arthur Smith was fired thing, uh, when Dan Quinn was fired, for example. Um, it's, it's, it becomes a little bit sometimes more difficult for people that are in my position as, you know, kind of media members in town when you get to know people and you're talking about, look, firing somebody that you like. You know, I mean, you personally know and you really like them. And it, it's hard to do. That's why when we, when Hugh and I were on the morning show and we, we had him on the show and we said, look, coach, you know, uh, you know, how worried are you about your job? And he got so mad at us because he knew what we were asking. I think they were like one and seven at the time or something. And it was his last year. But he just, he, he like shut us off. He, he would not come on the show anymore. He just shut us off. We were like persona non grata. I thought he overreacted myself. I mean, coach, what do you expect us to say? Uh, but so being, again, being transparent, Kareem, I like Landry Fields. I think Landry's got a bright future. I like Kyle Corver. I think Kyle's got a bright future. Uh, and I like Tony Russell. I think he's done a lot of really good things for the, the franchise, the new stadium, the, the culture. Uh, I think he's done – I think Quinn Snyder is somebody that I, I like. I think there are a lot of things that are in place. This is my world. Excuse me. But Tom, I'm shaded. Please let me get in. I know your time is short. Please allow me to just make this last point. And that is the problem, good sir. Right? You've been around this town – forever as so have i right and you've been in the media for eons but the problem with the media and the sports teams in this town is we cozy up together we're too buddy buddy right we there has to be this hat you at the media you got to be able to ask the hardball question you have to be able to separate church and state you know when i say that you got to be able to say ask the hard questions not get too buddy-buddy, co- uh, right? Here's a prime example, and I'm not throwing any shade towards you, John, but got uh, you got a plethora of callers who are on the Rich McKay. Get rid of Rich McKay is our, you know, Rich McKay is the catalyst to what's going on with the Falcons, right? And I've heard you several times over the airwaves, right? It's not Rich McKay. My daughter works for Rich McKay, right? Being in defense of 
McCain. And I'm not just using that example. The, the, the big point I'm trying to make is here in Atlanta, I'm born and raised in this town. We in the media, those in the media, I'm not in the media, those in the media, they are guilty of getting too buddy-buddy with the sports teams, owners, coaches, et cetera, and, and not asking the hardball questions as they do in big media markets like New York. All right, I worked in New York, too. I worked in L.A., too. Um, I, I think that's fair, what you said here. And I, But I try, again, I try and be transparent. Yes, I'm friendly with Rich McKay. Yes, my daughter does work for Rich McKay. But my point about Rich McKay was, and what some people fail to understand my point, Arthur, you, you have to understand, I know Mr. Blank, too. The way the Falcons organization works is Arthur Blank is not some kind of guy who owns a team and then just delegates authority. That's not the way it works. All right, Arthur Blank is a guy who says, you recommend to me, I will make the call. You, over here, Terry Fontenot, you recommend something to me. Uh, now Raheem Morris is the head coach, you recommend something to me. Greg Beatles is the team president, you recommend something to me. All you guys recommend something to me, and I will make the call. So he takes in information, and he has his own opinion, and then he makes the call. All right, he makes the call. And so, duly noted. That's, duly noted he on is that. the guy. All, all the calls. Yeah, have I mean, been that's, that's all I said. All, all, I understand that. But bro, everybody but said, "Oh, it's Rich McKay's call." Been, no, it's not. Nobody's saying it's Rich McKay's call, but people have brought, and and I, that's why I love and miss John Chuckery. People have people have stated the fact, though. You know, what I mean, through the ebb and flow of the organization over the last what twenty years, right? Who's the catalyst that's always been in the room on decisions being made? And we know that McKay, his input weighs heavy with Mr. Blank. That's not well, of course he does. Say that that's that's all people have tried to say. That's the only point people have tried to make, right? And again, right? You know, what well, I mean? well, he's I not all right. So again, I understand, I, and I know I appreciate that. I, thank you. I do appreciate it, Kareem. I know we had a little bit. Uh, that's why we have conversations sometimes here. But we'll get back to the Hawks here. But just to kind of put put a button on that. Look again, we could disagree without being disagreeable. That's a perfect example there. You have to understand that John Chuckery and I, and John's a good friend of mine. We don't agree on much of anything. Okay, <laughs> we we disagree on a lot of stuff. Uh, and I just, I've been doing this, uh, you know, a lot longer in town. So I kind of, I mean, I, but, but I have my own opinion. He had, and he wants to be who he, and he's the guy that he is. And that's fine. But, and, and you can choose to have your own opinion, side with him, side with me. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just telling you what I see over the course of time. As it relates to the Atlanta Falcons, like Rich McKay is now over here doing Atlanta United. Some people took that as a slap down from Arthur Blank that he was taking him and removing him from the Falcons. Again, I don't. The AMBSE, okay, AMB Sports and Entertainment, has to prepare Mercedes-Benz Stadium for the World Cup, for the Final Four, for, I mean, it goes on and on and on in the major events. And that's what Rich McKay is going to run. They have so many major events coming. They need a point person to, he and Steve Cannon, who runs the, the stadium, have to oversee all of the stuff that's coming to the stadium, including their own, the, the concerts are A and B concerts. They're not Live Nation. All right? Understand that. It's an incredibly complex organization. Day-to-day... It's not like I think some fans think Rich McKay was sitting down in the in the coaching meetings on a daily basis in there going, "Hey, don't play Ritter." 
that's not the way it worked, okay? Not the way it worked. You know, Rich McKay said, put Ritter into the game or take him out. Rich McKay said, put Taylor Heineke or take No, it's not the way it worked. 404-726-0929. Let's get back to the Hawks here. Because I think Tony Ressler is a buck stop here, here guy. So I want you to be the buck stops here guy. What do you do? Kareem wants to blow up the front office. Will wants to do this. Blow, you know, do whatever. I have my own thoughts. I'll give them to you right after the top of the hour, and then you can tell me what you think. Uh, Sports Radio 90 time again. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.